with what I saw last week. I don't know about you, but the pack looked pretty good. Uh, there was a lot of questions, offense, defense, replacing a lot of guys. What will the coaching staff look like with the dual play callers? But man, can't hate it. Beat down the Pirates. It wasn't really close. I mean, it, it hadn't been close for two games now. Pirates have scored nine points. You have to be happy with that effort. You thought they'd come in here, play harder, and, and I think they did. Uh, they had the first drive, and it was you know scripted pretty well. And uh, but they were just you know at the end of the day, the depth would play in our favor, and it did. And ECU could just never get anything going. The pack kept Ailers on the run, made him really uncomfortable. Forced him to do things that he didn't want to do. And, I mean, damn, I was I was happy with that. I was happy with what I saw. They were getting pressure with three, four guys down, dropping six. And she really couldn't do anything. And I thought that was fantastic. Uh, secondary, played with speed. They, were, they played better. They just, just looked better. And... You know, I'm happy with that, man. It's the, the change to three three six. I think you can see the impact there. You can see the the impact of the speed they've had, they've added, and you know, it's always hard to measure yourself against ECU when they're so bad right now. But you really got to take. There's a lot of positives I think to take away from it. Uh, you know, defensively especially, uh, offensively. You know, I thought McKay looked good. Everybody's um, you know, they're not perfect. Well, what do you expect from a guy making his first start? He missed some deep balls. Okay, I get it. You know, that could be a little bit amped up and adrenaline or just, you know, a little bit of inexperience trying to not get enough air under him and, you know, throw a little bit of bullets. He showed, he showed the arm that he can throw it, and I think they'll probably connect on those. I think that just becomes a little bit more... Uh, rhythm in practice and get a little more comfortable and, and hit those shots. Um, you know, if he hits a couple of those, this game is fifty to six, and it's not a, it's an even bigger blowout. But he looked good. He looked poised, under control. You know, made smart throws. I it looked really. I was really happy with what I saw, and you can see why why the coaches liked him. Some of the the deep outs across the field kind of scared me. All those. He had the arm strength to throw him, but you know you throw one of those passes and it gets jumped. That's a that's a pick six, but he completed them, so I, you know can't really hate on it. Pack looked fast too, uh, you know offensively, and I guess the bigger takeaway for me is that they threw the ball nearly forty times, and everybody expected us to just go in there and run it. Part of that is ECU loading the box, making us throw. When you have a new quarterback like that, I mean that's not too big of a surprise. The surprise was that we actually did throw it that many times. And 
He looked fine doing it. I, I think you'll probably see a little bit different game this week with Western Carolina, but I'll get into that in a, in a few minutes. But yeah, they threw it, and you know, they also part of it was probably trying to get McKay into a rhythm, trying to get him comfortable, let him you know throw some easy passes. He really he targeted Thayer Thomas on the quick ones quite a bit until he got into a rhythm, got a little bit more comfortable, and then getting the ball into the hands of you know Thayer Thomas, Amezi, Tabari Hines. You know, those guys look good, and they look fast, and that's all you want to do, man, get the ball to the, the playmakers. So I was really impressed with that. I think this week we'll see a little bit more action from uh, some of the second-teamers. So maybe Lesane gets a little a few more touches. Jordan Houston, I expect to get a few more touches. Uh, Penix, you know, I think he only got one touch. He was in there for a couple of pass plays. You know, you're just not going to really play your starters, and I don't expect them to. So, but this week it will be a little bit different. But I was happy with what I saw, and you can definitely see across the board a speed increase and a talent increase, offensive and defensively. And that's, that's kind of refreshing to see. It's something that we haven't seen in a while. So, I'm happy with that, the outcome of the game, obviously. I'm sure everybody I talked to, for the most part, was about the same way. I mean, there were some nitpickers, but I mean, really, I don't know how you can be nitpicky about that. You know, we talked previously about special teams. I thought Trenton Gill looked really good. Kicking the ball out of the end zone, that was nice to see. Had some deep punts. Uh, you know, done. Didn't miss. Made a couple field goals, extra points, all that. Uh, so, that was really good to see. Snaps were good. A lot of positives there. The, the only... Probably downside of the entire game, or the only bad thing about the entire game that I would say would be special teams coverage. I thought they were it was pretty abysmal. Uh, guys got out of their gaps, out of their lanes, and you know ECU made us pay one time, but thankfully it was called back for a holding. But they just they didn't seem sharp. Uh, to be expected, I guess to a degree, but that's something they can clean up. But they really they do need to get better on the special teams coverage because if you get a dynamic playmaker back there. And we'll see a few of them in the ACC. You know that that could hurt us. And you flip the field like that, and that's not something you really want to see. Yeah, a little late getting the podcast out this week. I had a friend in town from Scotland. I took him to his first college football game, and he, he loved it. Had a great time. I couldn't believe the excitement around college sports. It was that was fun to see. The bad was the entire experience with concessions and getting into the game. I feel like I'm being a dead horse since it is Friday, but it is something that needs to be talked about. And it's... The first thing is we got to the game, we got to the gate like 15 minutes early, right? just in time to get in there, see the entrance, do the things and fly over and all that stuff. But the line outside of the, what is it, the, the North Gate by the PNC was ridiculous. They had added four metal detectors, didn't tell us previously, didn't allow more time. The communication on that was horrible. They've made changes like that in the past, and they've let us know. They let us know ahead of time, hey, get there a little early. It's going to take a little bit longer. But this was, this was abysmal. Now, I don't know whose responsibility that is, uh, but the communication on that was 
pretty terrible. So it got to the point where we missed kickoff, missed the flyover, all that stuff, and eventually they just said, screw it and let everybody in. They didn't make us go through the metal detectors, which, you know, I, I get the public safety argument, but it was really, really poorly done. And it apparently wasn't done at all gates. I, I, I don't understand that. don't understand the inconsistency there. Something, something needs to be uh, improved and communicated better. I think that was really disappointing. The other part was the beer sales, right? Everybody's jacked up about it, but the lines were ridiculous. Um, you know, you get a band and they still check your ID. What's the point of getting a band if you're you're checking your ID? You know, they just they, they need to get that faster. They need to, you know, improve the payment system. Use Apple Pay or Google Pay or any Venmo. Set them up right so you can just do that and be done. You don't have to worry about. You know the transaction, and you can speed things up. You know, set up. You know, yeah, just it, it needs to be better. Additionally, though, we went out at halftime to get you know sandwich or whatever, and they were out of food on the east side, west side, west side. And that's terrible. How do you do that? This is not the first game we've sold food at, right? Like, I don't understand how. The only thing you have left at your concession stand is popcorn. That was just, that was ridiculous. It was very poorly done. It was a bad look. I, I don't understand why we have such a problem with that. The concessions, the facilities really need to be upgraded. That is something that I think is really important. You want People want to talk about uh, the crowd in the third quarter, all that jazz. You know, if I'm Dave Dorm, I'm beating the drums. Hey, hey, fix this process, fix the facilities, and people will be more likely to stay. I had more friends stay in, but damn, it's hot as hell out, and you can't. It's lunchtime. You can't get a, anything to eat. You can only get a soda. I mean, it was. I don't know, man. That was bush league. It was bush league at the best. They need to fix that. That's the drum I'd be beating. Not, not the pass out drum. That's stupid. That's a that's a dumb argument. You can keep people in by making experience better, and you're gonna have to if you eventually plan on rolling out pass outs, then or you know rolling back pass outs or selling them, you know making them uh, a privilege. You need better facilities. You need a better setup. You should be able to go down, and get a drink, a sandwich, a beer, and be back in your seat in five minutes. Right? It shouldn't take that long. But it's just. It's just not set up for that, man, and it's really it's, it's really poor. It was really poorly done. It was disappointing for, for the first game. And I thought there would be hiccups with the, the beer sales. Everybody expected the long lines. That's fine. I get it. But to run out of sandwiches for a, lo- a noon game, well, come on now. We're better than that. That was really disappointing. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit, but yeah. Going back to the metal detectors and the lack of communication thing, I'm not sure who's responsible to, for that. I, But one thing I've noticed, and I was talking to a friend of mine the other night about this, and I know Boo just spoke at the Raleigh Sports Club and seemed a bit unprepared for the questions he was getting and seemed a bit dismissive. 
uh, by all accounts, at least from secondhand folks or secondhand accounts that I've heard from people who were there. And that is not the right approach for, to deal with state fans. We are, I don't think we're a unique breed. I just think we're unique to the area. I think we're a passionate group that feels a bit under, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, underappreciated, right? Underserved, overlooked, one of those things. All of those things, really. And the something that Debbie Yao did was her communication was fantastic. She engaged with the fans. She engaged with that, that conversation. She made an effort to relate to us. Like she was one of us. And I, I think that is something that boo has yet to do. And when you answer questions, you know, about noon kickoffs and all that jazz, and you just say, well, you know, we're 14 and one at noon kickoffs. I mean, just that's, that's not the point. That's beside the point, right? 14 and one. Sure. But you're playing chumps. So it's nothing to do with noon kickoffs. There's no correlation to that. And you just haven't really heard from him. Right? As a fan base, we haven't heard from him. We haven't been informed of changes, like the metal detector policy change. I mean, something like that. I, I just I have a hard time thinking Debbie Yao would have let that not go announced beforehand. And, you know, you never want to be the guy following following the guy, right? You don't want to be the backup quarterback following the greatest quarterback. And I know, you know, Debbie Al is the best athletic director we've had in the history that I can ever remember. And I'm sure some of the old timers might argue with that. But in my lifetime, she's the best we've had. And he's got to follow that act and he's got a lot to live up to. And, you know, frankly, we just haven't heard much from him. He hasn't tried to connect. Maybe maybe that's not what we need now. Maybe Debbie House pushed us past that point. But it sure feels like, you know, he could be doing a better job in communicating with us and is staying in touch with us. I think that's 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 our fan base. We're a bit needy in that regard, so we want to feel appreciated. And we don't want to feel overlooked. And we don't want dismissive or snarky replies. We get enough of that from the local media and the people that cover us. We don't need that from our athletic director. And I don't think he's being snarky. That was just, you know, other people, other folks do it. That's not something we need. We need better communication there. And that's what I'd like to see. I want to see a little bit better communication from Boo in that regards. Because right now, it feels a bit distant. Yeah. I'm curious if anybody else feels like that as well. If you are, let me know. Reach out. I think... Um, yeah, I don't think I'm alone in that in that sentiment. 
Um, Western Carolina, they stink. Like, really, really bad. They lost at home to Mercer, 47 to something. I mean, they got throttled. They play a spread. They're going to probably throw the ball a lot. I think a kid threw for 300 yards against Mercer. But they're just, they're just not very good. And FCS school, I don't expect us to play a lot of starters. I don't want us to play a lot of starters. If we can avoid getting guys hurt or getting guys, yeah, avoid getting guys hurt. So getting through healthy and getting ready for West Virginia. I expect they'll probably play McKay and company, play a lot of starters for a quarter or so, but they really shouldn't play much beyond that. It given the opportunity to the younger guys to step in and, and show what they can do, get some reps. You know, you have the four-game rule. Use it. You know, Jordan Houston, I expect to get a heavy load. Maybe Penix, Delbert Mims, one of those guys. To, to be in there too. Hockman Leary should get some snaps. I mean, just get some get some guys some reps in there. Get some experience. Get through that game without, you know, tipping your hand to West Virginia. Cause that West Virginia game is is very important. I don't think they're very good. Uh, I think they lost this past weekend. And I forgot who it was too. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think they won. Let me double check. West Virginia live podcasting. Where I'm Google searching. Very good. Oh, okay, they beat James Madison twenty to thirteen. Uh, they were losing at one point. I do know that. You know. Yeah, we need that. We need that win. So get into that game healthy. Get into that game with your best players ready to go. Get into that game with some some cards up your sleeve. I think that's that's what everybody wants to see. That's what we should see, and that's what I expect to see. Yeah, should be a pretty uneventful game, um, but still plenty to watch, right? Plenty to uh, see the young guys get in there and play, and see what they can do. I think that's super important, and that's. And they're talented, man. I was really impressed with Jordan Houston. I thought he looked good running the ball, ran hard. He's shifty. You can see he's going to be um, he's going to be an asset to this team in the future. Even now, he's going to get some run. I think that's a hell of a hell of a late game signing. Right, jumping on him after uh, Griffin flips to Georgia Tech and being able to get Houston. I think that's fantastic. So it was. And it showed its ver- it showed its worth there. Um, he's he can play. He can really play. Uh, Lassane looked good. Looked fast with the ball. Uh, Tabari Hines, I think, was as advertised. He was fast. He looks like he knows what he's doing. They ran it in and around with them. He caught a you know long touchdown. Just I I was I was happy, man. I was happy with how, the way everything unfolded. I thought the play calling was decent. There wasn't too many what the hells. There wasn't any wildcats, you know, stuff like that. I mean, plenty of wheel routes and screen passes and getting the ball into the hands of the guys that can run. So, yeah, that's that was all good. Um, C.J. Riley getting hurt was not not good. I think it's one of the positions where you're deep enough. I feel bad for C.J. It's his second ACL. I think he'll come back fine. I would assume he'll get up medical red shirt 
At least I would hope the NCAA would do that. He, uh, you know, people people argued, well, why is he out there? He's well, he's been he's been one of our best special teams players for the last couple of years, so put him out there. I have no problem with that. I mean, Frank Beamer and Virginia Tech, that's Beamer ball, right? They made that popular. Hey, get your best players in the game as much as possible. So I have no problem with that. Uh, it's just, you know, non-contact, injury. It's just freak things happen, right? You can't, there's no fault with that. That could have happened him running a route. It could have happened at any, any point. So hope it gets better fast. I'm sure he will. He's been through it before. And it's time for one of the young young guys to step up. I think it's a position where we have some talent. So, you know, maybe you lose that really top-end speed that he's got. But I think we've got speed in other positions. So, mostly good about the game. Happy about it. I'm sure everybody else is. Love to know your thoughts. Uh, I think I posted, actually, most of this on Twitter a couple days after the game, or the day after the game. So... Yeah, looking forward to yet another weekend of college football. Um, I'm not sure. The games look kind of strange this weekend. I don't really know who I love. Uh, I think Wake probably should go for the 18 versus Rice this week. Uh, And I think that game's tonight. So I'll go with Wake as my cover. I feel pretty good about that. I think Rice is pretty bad. And Wake's pace is pretty strong. Still don't know how they won that game last week. I don't know how Carolina won. South Carolina was pretty trash. What else happened? Um, oh, yeah. Virginia Tech looked like Virginia Tech. They got beat by BC. You just can't lose that many players like they've done this past offseason and not have issues. They have a lot of issues. That's about it. George, uh, I think everybody will be a huge Miami fan this weekend. I know I will. It's probably the rare occasion I'll pull for the Canes as they play Carolina. Um, I want to derail the Mac is back train as much as possible. But other than that, I hope everybody stayed safe with the hurricane. Uh, most of us around here got pretty lucky. Maybe some power outages, but nothing, nothing major. Uh, but to the, our friends and listeners on the coast, uh, hopefully you know, your recovery goes quickly. And you're able to make the game or watch the game and, um, you know, all that. So that's all I got. Quick one this week. Uh, Over the next few weeks, I'm going to try. I might have some co-hosts. Maybe trying out somebody here and there. I've I've talked to a few people that are interested. And so we'll see how it works. And we keep trying to make the podcast better. As always, thanks for listening. Hope to see you guys out there on Saturday. Go back.